Welcome to Wearing the Heels. I'm your co-host, Mariela Castillo, and I am here in the presence of two beautiful ladies. How are you, Arlenis, today? I am doing great. I am super excited because today we have a special guest that we mentioned on our previous episode that we will have today. She is here all the way from Dominican Republic, so we're super happy to have you, and we would love for you to introduce yourself, and we just want to know how you're doing. Hey, I'm doing just fine. Thank you for the invite. Um, how are you girls doing tonight? We're doing great. Happy to be here. <laughs> yes, uh, we're super happy to have you, and um, we hope that we can also bring you another time where we can go visit Dominican Republic. I don't mind. <laughs> we're very open to traveling. And Not I think right now, but, you know, in the future. And I think it's very important. Everyone knows that we're actually keeping the distance. Yes. Wearing our mask. Yes. You know, having a safe space. For sure. <laughs> so, um, well, I'm Cindy Bruno, and I'm, as Arlene said, from Dominican Republic. I am actually 26 years old, and I have been working on the social media management, like, around four or six years um, and here I am tonight just to talk to you a little bit of my journey and what am I actually currently doing. And I don't know, let's just um, talk about it. What do you think? Of course, we're very excited. We wanted to ask you a few questions because I know the audience will like some, you know, some questions answered. Not only that, they would like some resources because we know in our business, we have had a lot of questions regarding marketing. And um, now we know that that's the backbone of our business. But at the beginning, to be completely honest, you know, we hear we all about honesty here, keeping it real. We had a lot of unanswered questions. And it was basically trial and error at the beginning. And now we kind of have the hang of it, but we're still working. So I think this is an amazing opportunity for people to, you know, get this free knowledge for them whenever they need it and whatever they want it. Yes, and I think one of the most important um, aspects of this is not just knowing what you know about social media or sharing that, but also what you know as a woman being in the industry. And I think uh, something very important to share is some of the challenges that you went through, how you overcame those challenges, and how you got to where you are, because to be honest, for your age, the position that you're in, it didn't happen overnight. And I know, because I've known you for many years, that a lot of the people in the, in the company with you started at the same time and you've gotten so far. So what are some of the challenges that you overcame throughout this past six years to get you where you are? Well, basically, um, just to be honest, knowing what do you want to do, for sure, because I started started advertising very, very young. Um, and I ended my career very young as well. I was 21 when I finished my career. And I also started working right away. I mean, when I was just 18. And I started as a graphic designer, very junior at the time. And I also, after that, started a new journey being a social media manager and creating content for a few local brands in the Dominican Republic and as well um, international brands. So it was a little bit about discovering what am I good at and what my passion actually is. Um, and I think that's actually, it's not easy, but it, it isn't hard as well because you discover your passion in the journey. And, the, in journey and 
Um, I think that that is the most important thing, working um, or whatever you are, because I actually work in a company, but freelancing as well, you need to discover what you want to do in your life and what your passion is. And after being a social media manager and creating content for at least um, two or three years, um, I, I was offered a new job, a new position to be um, an executive manager. So that means that I was actually not creating content, but managing the clients and figuring out what the project was, what the project was um, gonna be and you know, seeing it from a new perspective as well. And I am currently in that position. I'm a senior digital marketing manager, and I have almost um, three years working as, as that in that position. And it has been quite a journey, and but it has been great. I mean, I love it. I love what I currently do, and it has helped me a lot creating a new perspective of everything that I actually have been through. And I also, as I have to deal with um, all the team and to manage the project from like a big perspective, as well, being a graphic designer and a social media manager and content creator has helped me a lot about being very analytic in my projects, about um, creating or um, delivering my team a better perspective of things and helping them in the journey and in the process to have a better communication about what do I think, what do I believe, and, you know, learning and understanding their language because as well, um, you might believe something, but you might not know how to tell them. And it has helped me a lot, like being in those positions and now being um, in this new perspective. And as well, I was very pleased to to do this because I could um, as well know very different like um, departments. For example, I actually work with a media team, with a creative team, with the advocates team, and I have been like um, seeing everything from different perspectives and, you know, like just leading the projects and helping the clients to build their strategies and, you know, like lead the brands. I think one of the uh, most important thing that you can do for yourself personally and in business is explore every avenue because it might surprise you what you might find. For example, I did the managing for a year and I came to find out that even though I like the behind the scenes of it all and um, I don't mind numbers, obviously I like business, I came to realize that unless it's my business, I wasn't interested in running somebody else's business. There was 42 people under me, and not only was it overwhelming, but I missed creating every day. So, you know, when you explore things, especially in business, it gives you a little bit of perspective of who you are in business and who you are as a person. And I think that when you do that young, it's even better. I'm not saying that somebody cannot do this when they're 50 and 60, I don't believe in settling in any part of your life, but when you're a little bit younger and you're still exploring and you're still figuring out what you want to do, I think this is the best time where you can take advantage of whatever opportunity comes your way and just follow whatever journey you led to. And there was, there's no mistakes when you're starting out. And speaking about mistakes, what are some of the mistakes that you have made 
not only professionally, but um, we don't have to get very personal if you don't want to. But personally, in business, what would you say are your biggest mistakes that people can learn from? I mean, not believing yourself is like one of the biggest mistakes you may do. Um, yeah, because um, you, I mean, you need to make sure that you are a person and a, um, someone that can actually bring new ideas and new um, positive things to whatever you are doing. I mean, I am a person that I believe I can do anything because anything that I actually want to because um, only the only thing you need to do is learn. It's about um believing in yourself and you know like making effort to to build something you actually want and that is the first mistake I have ever made like not believing in what I was doing at the beginning and when I actually like tried to fix it it was what actually made me be in the position I am right now because other persons believed in me but I was like no that, that might not be what I actually want but look at me right now I love what I am doing right now mm -hmm. and if that person didn't believe in me at the moment what would I have done you know so that is one of the biggest um, things you cannot ever do um, and as well I do believe um, in personal improvement you never as you said you should never settle down you should always be learning never stop learning as I mean um, things change every single day and now that we'll actually and need to live in a digital um, air I mean wait space um, in a digital, digital space mm -hmm. now that we need to live in a digital space everything you have to do um, it's gonna be in that way and you need to learn every single thing that changes every day and you cannot settle down in that. I mean, to adapt. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, there was two things I wanted to comment on that you mentioned. One of them is when you were saying earlier that you started in a position and then you ended up getting to where you are now, which you are able to see all of, every, all of the other departments and you're able to kind of help them and understand them and figure things out. But I think something very important that everyone needs to pay attention to is that a lot of times we graduate, people graduate, and they just want to, because we have a degree, we just want to jump into the highest position. And we think that's the way it needs to be. And to be honest, the way we become better leaders is by starting from the bottom, because then that way you understand everything that happens from within in order to manage from, the, from everyone else. Because I think the best managers I had did everything that all of us did. They promised us, I wouldn't tell you to do something that I've never done before or that I wasn't willing to do myself. So when you do that, you learn so much more and then your results are better. But when you come in and you manage a position and you have no idea what everything else entails, you might be harming your team. You might be making decisions that don't make any sense. So I think it's very important that people humble themselves and say, I'm gonna start from the bottom. I remember when I started in property management, I had a degree from the University of Florida and I was a leasing consultant, which I, I started as a leasing consultant and I was a leasing consultant in college, part-time. Like everyone was like, why? And I started there, but I ended up becoming a regional manager at a tech start company, startup company, which is the reason why we founded Lela because I fell in love with that part of my life 
that I didn't know I care about. I didn't even know I liked a technology at all. <laughs> so it just happened. So I think that that's something super important. And being a woman in the industry, because let's let's be honest, um, especially in our countries where Dominican Republic, and it still happens here in the United States. Of course. Being a woman, it, you don't get paid sometimes the same, you don't get treated the same, and sometimes you're underestimated. Um, so, and then that help, that kind of affects your way, the way you think about yourself and the way you believe in yourself, which I said it before, I totally agree with Cindy. A lot of the biggest mistakes that we make is that we're doing things right and we doubt ourselves, and then that's when we stop ourselves from growing and from learning and from moving forward. And once we realize that, then we can move forward. So do you, how do you deal, because I think this is something that we spoke before, it was a good topic to bring up. How do you deal with asking for a race? Like for example, being young um, and now that you feel like you're worth it, you feel like your work is worth it. Um, asking for a raise for me, it is still a little bit hard, you know. Um, it, it's not supposed to be, to be honest. Um, you, as I said before, when you know what your worth is, it's supposed to be easy. But it is um, kind of hard because we are women and in the industry, I mean in the advertising industry, where the most um, creative directors are men and, you know, designers are I mean, there are a lot of women as well, but it is not very common that we get paid better, you know? It is still, um, it is still happening in, in 2020, you know? Even with the pandemic going on and everything, it is a little weird to feel like we haven't advanced in, in that area of life. But I think you, I mean, the first time I had to ask for a raise, I had to bring proof to the table. And to me, it was a little hard because, you know, I Very was important. like, have mm -hmm. only been like three months in the position. And I was like, what are my results? You know, um, how can I let you know these are good results if I am actually learning the position? But I do. I, I mean, I took from that that you always need a goal um, in your position. Like you need to know what do I want to learn in this position and where do I want to get Where do I want to go? What do I want to do with this um, information, with this um, knowledge that I am actually um, receiving? And after that, you after after you know where where do you want to go, then you know how to ask for a raise. Because no, I need this because I have done this. These are my results in this period of time, and this is what I need, and this is what I want to get better. You know. I mean, it's not supposed to be about the money, but let's be honest, I have to pay my life, you know? Yes. Um, and I do believe that it's a matter of having, as well, a good communication with your boss, with your supervisor as well. Um, and it's not necessarily that you have to be friends, but as well, they need to understand what you're, what are you thinking. You may never, I mean, never um, let it explode or you have you can, you can never like reach a moment where you just don't want to yes. be in the industry or in the current position you are you need to raise your hand you need you need to ask um, for whatever it is that you actually want because communication is a key for yes. everything you know like in business in marketing 
in personal relationships, whatever it is. So I think better communications, know your worth, and know where do you want to go. Yes, I agree. Providing value, I think mm -hmm. that people respond very well to value. Um, people cannot say no, and if they do, it's because they, you know, they don't deserve you. And in, I say that in every sense. If you come to your boss and you said, oh, you know, this is the value that I bring and I have to prove, like you said, there's no way that if that person appreciates you and most importantly, you work, they can say no. I, I never knew how to ask for a raise. I started very young as well. I was 16. And um, I used to work with people that were 15, 20 years older than me, even 35 years older than me. And I never raised my hand. For years, I never asked for a vacation. And you touch something that I completely agree with is the value that you give yourself and your work. If you don't see the value, you are always going to have these little doubts because even if you're scared while you go into the office, as you start talking, you start feeling confident, like, wow, I, I have done this. But if you don't believe that yourself, and I think this is with everything, if you don't actually believe what you're doing, if you're not actually invested in what you're saying, there's no way that somebody else is going to invest in you. That's why it's very important for the for everyone to know what they want. And even if life throws you curveballs, and even if you are pushing to other journeys, like Arlene is, you know, with leasing manager um, or leasing consultant, if you are thrown into different things, oh, it's, that, it's fine, it's completely fine if you follow that journey, but always have what I say to be, like, I have little rocks that are not debatable like work ethic be showing whatever you do um and add value to people's life i think people respond to that a hundred percent like there is no way you're not gonna advance in anything that you do if you don't have those core values yeah for companies what's important for them or if i if i were your boss per se you coming in already to tell me how you have invested and added value to my company, that's it. That's all you really mm -hmm. need. So it's really important that we know that when we are going out there to ask for a raise, it's not, I've been here for five years. Okay, some people have been in a company for five years, but they have added no value. They have not grown over time. They haven't really given the company anything that someone else wouldn't. So being able to set goals, like Cindy said, and then show that value, mm -hmm. that's all they really ask for. So that's really amazing. Uh, I, I advice for everyone that's really amazing because I know that that's the question that I have been asked and many other people that have told me I need a raise they've been asked they said yes but you know I can't really tell what what you've done so far because you've only been here for a month you know so you need to be able to show that so track your own inf information track everything and of course you want to know that you your value you want to be confident but let's make sure that when we are confident, we also stay humble. Because um, I've seen very confident people, and sometimes that doesn't always mean they're adding value or that they're doing the work right. But even if you are, when we're staying humble, what I mean is you grow more, you learn more, and it shows even more because you're not only just doing it for yourself, but you're willing to show and teach other people. And when you're willing to do that, then you're adding, adding even more value to the company because mm -hmm. 
now it's not just you. You're just spreading that around the office, around your team, and now everyone else is growing with you. So then you're worth not one person. You're worth five people yeah. because that's how many people you are transmitting that to. So I think that's amazing advice and... I'm super excited to share this stuff with everyone because we're all super young. And I think uh, some of the challenges is that. How do you ask for a raise being uh, a and woman? That, and that's another thing that we keep mentioning being a woman. But a lot of my issues had nothing to do with that in certain moments in my life. It had everything to do with age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yes. totally. Yeah. I was going to say Yes, um, I, I was always yes. seen as a baby. And I didn't understand how toxic that was until I got out of that role. Because remember, guys, everything in life, how people respond to you, how you respond to them, you are the one that is designing everything. If people disrespect you, it's because you're allowing it. And if it happens without you doing anything, then obviously you cut it off the first time and it doesn't happen again. But everything that you do in life, your life is your own design. So I would always put myself in that role because we, I always want to make sure that you know I tell everyone especially younger people that you have to be a hundred percent responsible and you have to be a hundred percent like you have to know that whatever you do or whatever your role is in life in work and whatever you're the one that put yourself in there we always have to hold ourselves accountable in every sense of the word because it's very easy to fall into that victim mentality and I made that mistake. I put myself in that role. I, you know, I would help out other people because I thought that that's what I had to do. And of course, that's valuable and that's amazing. I still do it. But I realized with time that I used to do that because I didn't know my worth in my work environment. So since I was the BB, I thought, okay, they have a lot of experience. That means that I'm not as good as them. And it was completely false. Like, not only was I up to date to the new techniques and actually teaching other people, I was also not the one that was supposed to behave as like an assistant to everybody else. So knowing your worth, I think that that has been my favorite point of today because it's 100% true. You have to know your worth and how much value you bring in. Now I want to ask you another very important question why is branding so important? Uh, well, I mean, branding, it's like one of the first steps in um, creating, you know, your company or your brand or whatever it is. Um, it's basically who you are. So you, I mean, you need to um, define who you are right now and what do you want so you can actually sell something or provide a service or a new product or whatever it is, um, you need the world to see what your business is. And for that, you actually need a branding. In, it's not necessarily only the logo. It might as well be like who this um, brand is, like what's the personality, what's the, the tone of voice, who's going to support, what it's going to do. I mean, it's not only like, I mean, logo, the logos are very, very important. I mean, don't, don't underestimate me, but it is that it's not only about the visual image, it's also like who you are and the who mission. your brand is, yeah. And there is actually a difference between branding and marketing. Like branding, it's 
as I said before, you who you are. Marketing is like, what are you? How are you gonna Your strategies? Shoot? Yeah, and how you're gonna present yourself? How are you gonna, yourself, to you gonna s let people see your brand as as it is? So what I actually do more, and like my experience is um, on branding actually. So um, marketing comes as a second thing, you know. Branding is first. Branding, you need to know who you are before you you sell it to the world. So it's like the baby step. It's number one. It's the number one thing you should um, do, basically. Yeah. So you pretty much brand. You figured out your brand in order to do the marketing because exactly. you can't do the marketing if you don't understand the brand. And what do you think it's some of the biggest mistakes that people do when they're starting their company and they're trying to figure it out what their brand is, what their marketing is? Guys, um, pay attention. This is, this <laughs> is, this yeah, is because golden. honestly, uh, we got to be honest, uh, Mariela and I have to do this for multiple reasons. Like yeah. we're doing it with the podcast. Mm -hmm. We have to do it with Lela, which we're still kind of figuring things out because yes. we are two entrepreneurs that pretty much do it all. Mm -hmm. And I also have a business and that business also requires me to bring people in the door in the middle of a pandemic. And that needs to be done through marketing. It's the only way I can get people here. Yes. Social media is the only way. So tell me, please. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very important to hear. Well, um... There are a lot of mistakes. I mean, um, doing like digital marketing every day, it, it may has a lot of mistakes. But um, the first one that comes to my mind actually is what I said before, like not having the purpose and the meaning of your brand, who you are, what do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? What are you going to do exactly? And that is the first thing because and something very very important it's not necessarily has to be like a self uh thing it's supposed to be like what are you going to bring and what's the necessity you're going to cover for your customers it's not like a personal thing yeah it, it might be your brand but you need to know what do the customers actually need so you can provide it it's not like a, hey i like pink that's what i'm gonna be um that's what my color it's gonna be no, why? I mean, pink has a meaning. You know, it's might be it might be girly. It might have um, you know a passion. I mean, it might be the pink panther. Yeah, <laughs> so many things that could come to my mind. Yeah, exactly. So um, you need a purpose, and that's the very very first first thing. Um, you need to have business goals. What what is your purpose, and why are you gonna do it? So after you have your business goal, then you can create marketing goals. And a marketing strategy that is actually going to help you um, to build those um, goals and, you know, like your business goals as well. You touch on something really important. For example, um, I, w I, well, I am a hairstylist. I've been a hairstylist for 11 years now. And one of the things that you just mentioned is the fact that you need to know what value that people are seeking and what necessity you're covering. For example, I was my own brand, I still am, but the type of clients that I have or the type of um, necessity they have sometimes are not, you know, exactly the, the same as the ones that come from Lela. So one of the things that I struggle with still a little bit is getting my clients used to another brand, another app, you know, another value that I'm bringing. For example, there's services that I can provide that we don't have on Lela yet. Obviously, they will come in the future, but we are not there yet. So it was 
really, you know, hard for me to figure out where I stood as a soul brand and how I stood as, you know, the person behind the scenes with Lela, but also like the hairstylist. So that's something that I think is very important for us to understand. Like not only who you are as a brand and what your mission is, but what type of, you know, value are you bringing to, to other people, to your customers? And, you know, what type of mission you have apart from, you know, your own branding? That's something important. I didn't even know the difference until I had to do it. I just thought, you know, everybody needed their hair done. Let's go. But with an app and everything, it's completely different. And that's something that I had learned with time. Something that I actually believe that is very important is the fact that you need to add your personal ingredient to everything. But that doesn't mean you need to bring your personality to the brand. Exactly. Yes. I mean, you need to um, provide people whatever they need based on I mean, your brand um, strategy or your brand uh, personality, but it's not necessarily your personality, like yourself. Um, and that's something we actually mistake sometimes. So I do believe people need to find a difference and know when to step back, you know? Um, I do believe that it's something that happens to me a lot of the times uh, with projects, some things, some things that I actually say that, no, this might not be um, something good for the client or I know he might not like it or she. <laughs> But you need to, to understand, like, where's the line? Yeah, yeah and I think um, I automatically thought when you said that, It happens a lot in the marketing world and designers and graphic designers and everything because it's hard for you to say, this is okay, I'm going to do what you like because maybe you feel mm -hmm. something else looks better mm -hmm. and, and it happens all the time. So I think another great example of that is like sometimes when we're working and we're doing something, we always want to give people their opinion, our opinion, and we think our opinion is what works. I remember I was doing a course to... Get better at product management because obviously I studied business administration, nothing to do with um, building an app or developing an app. And once we launched Lela, I thought I wanted to learn more about the entire process of making sure to make sure that our product was successful. And during that process, I that was one of the main things they said. They said, you can never, never design the app solely with your thought process of what's easy, your thought process of what works, your thought process of what you think it's good. Always, 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 you need to let other people use it. You need to test it. You need to ask other people because you can make a really big mistake if you do something solely on what you think works because the product is not for you to use. It's yeah. for them to use. That's exactly. where that phrase comes from, user-friendly. That you, you always yes, get user bringing friendly. up. Yeah, yes. you always get bringing up. Because, for example, that's, that's, this is a perfect example. Obviously, we're here to be honest with you and bring you value. And obviously, we're humans as well. So that was one of my mistakes while we were doing the app. I was thinking as a hairstylist, I always think about my clients, but not in the concept of a nap. So I used to be like, okay, let's add this, let's add that, because my creative mind just goes, <laughs> And then I, and was I, like, I was like, stop. Wait, wait, wait. We need to make this simple. And I'm over here because for whatever reason, when you're creative, you like over the top. 
it could be simple, but over the top in a way. Like you, you want to add things. And when you see, especially when you're very interested in what you're doing or when you love what you do, everything to you becomes like a project. Like, okay, I can make this better. I can make this bigger. I can make this more, you know, eccentric and, you know, over the top. And then Arlenis would be as an amazing person <laughs> that she is and an even better partner. She would be like, okay, we need to make this user friendly and I would be like okay you know obviously I had never done this before so I would let her take the lead in different things that's why we have such a great work dynamic because I know when to let go I know when to let go but at the same time you know sometimes I would get like you know I get I romanticize ideas as a creative and then she would be like okay no well we need to take about the code and we need to think about what the engineers need to do how long it's going to take how much money is it going to take? <laughs> <laughs> yes I think of what I used to do because I wasn't like this I, it took me some time to kind of get there because I always fantasize on a lot of things <laughs> but what I did was always digest and ask as many questions as I could to understand what was the purpose, where do we want it to get, and then use that information to minimize it and make it user-friendly, utilizing that information, making sure that we still met our goal. Yeah. So that takes some time to like work through, yeah. but um, always, always, I had to remind myself, <laughs> it's not you. Yeah. Other, it's yeah. for other people. Yeah. So And it's very hard to sit in every chair. Like It's very hard to think about money-wise as an accountant marketing how it is easier the colors how to think about hairstylist what people might want it's a lot when you building something from scratch so many hats that you have to wear yes that you're like oh my god and when you think you have a hat on and it's perfect the other one is falling off a little bit like to me that's the perfect example of being an entrepreneur if you think it's a straight line then this is not for you so you were actually talking about um testing and you know like you need to understand if your customer is actually going to like it. Um, I read a book. Um, it's called How to um, Solve Big Problems and Test New Ideas in Just Five Days. Mm. It's um, from mm. a Google um, guy. <laughs> it's, I mean, his name is Jake Knapp. And it is a very interesting process. It's called Sprint. And basically, you solve a problem in five days. And it shows you the process um how what to do on monday tuesday wednesday thursday and actually friday so i need that for like my whole life <laughs> <laughs> like, i mean it's only marketing can that be personal no 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 it's for everything for real like oh, for it's everything. for any kind of problem Let me I mean, Amazon right it's now. very yeah it's very very amazing and on day one which is monday so where you have five days to solve problems so if the month has 30 days you can have how many problems 30 days <laughs> <laughs> Money, business. What's my last Friends one? Friends or something. I don't know. <laughs> Health. Yeah, yes. I know. mean totally. Um, so it it basically you have a challenge and, and you try to solve it. You know, in five days. And what I love about this process is that you think things are actually hard or impossible, and they are not. I mean, you bring people from all of the departments and. Um, I mean, trying to solve the problem as well. And you might really, really shock yourself with all of the ideas that may someone else brings to you. And that was, um, I mean, we started doing that in, in the agency I actually um, work at. 
um, like two years ago, and it's been amazing. Like whatever you want your client to be involved in the process of making a product or a project or whatever it is, that is the way. I mean, in the day one, you like try to understand what the problem is and you make a map of all of the things you need to do during the process. And in the day two, you kind of create and like the ideas to solve the project. And the best part is you bring people from all of the departments. And for example, if you're gonna build an app uh, for like a beauty service as you have, you bring um, one of your customers, but you also bring um, somebody from the salon and you bring um, an accountant or, I mean, everyone that might be involved. And on the day three, you actually decide what of all of the ideas that you actually talk on day two is the best. And then on day four, you, um, you build a prototype so it might be like mm-hmm. a product or it might be a campaign or something. And then on day five, you test it. So mm-hmm. if it has like good results, then you launch it. And if it doesn't, then you learn and you start the process again. But to be honest, the client is involved in choosing which of the ideas might respond better. And as you test it with your customers, it really, really, really helps you build like whatever and solve whatever problem you actually have. And it's have. something that's going to work because you yeah. test it. Exactly. And you went through the whole process I, with everyone that could I mean, give I their I think feedback. that's an exceptional idea. Like, I'm the emoji right now with my head blown. <laughs> <laughs> my mind is blown. We've been meaning to do that with um, Lela. Remember, we were supposed to get um, people, but I now I'm wondering, and this is why it's so great to have this type of conversations, what changes could we have made if we have done this from the beginning, yes. you see, you see, guys, this is why we're bringing you guys value because. Well, don't remind, don't tell me that when it's already out and about because then I'm gonna have to drink <laughs> no, this whole thing of I wine. Mean, no, I'm wearing but, it's, <laughs> but it's perfect, and we still um, can do it. Remember yes. that we're gonna get some people um, together to do it. This is one of those things that I think you can do at the beginning, and um, just as you get bigger and bigger, you continue to do that, right? Because you can keep doing it and see what people react or like or don't like. When yeah. it's already done. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know, so it's, it's an ongoing thing. It's yeah. a continuous thing because, as we mentioned, we always have to adapt and things change. Mm-hmm. And we even talked about this in our meeting the other day. Yes. We said our mission is an app. We want people to have an app. But what if people respond better to booking on a website? What if people respond better to booking through WhatsApp? What if we just have all three of them? You know, we have to be open to understand that we might have built something, but maybe that's not the best way. Maybe that's not the only way. So we need to be open to test it and to try it and then give people what they want. Because my dream could be the app and I love opening my phone and seeing that little Lela um, app on my phone, the icon, but maybe that's not someone else's dream to open their phone and see an icon <laughs> from Lela Beauty. Maybe to them it's so much easier to just call and ask for someone to, to go to their place. Mm-hmm. And maybe we just need a, a call, call center and people just call and book. You never know what works for people. So uh, I think it's very important that we learn to adapt. And, and like you said, especially in marketing, I, I saw you on a meeting earlier today and at the end of the day, whatever you and your team thought it worked, you put it in there and the client is still had a same because they know who their customers are. And then you test it out. And if it doesn't work, you're giving your professional feedback. But I think it's also very, very, very important 
that you always think from the perspective of the client and you always have someone involved because I've made mistakes when I haven't done it and mm -hmm. then you have to end up redoing it. <laughs> and we all, try we it all again, do it, so. yeah. That's why it's important to know your mission. You know, I keep bringing that up because I think it's very important for you to understand and study the type of clients that you want to have from the beginning. So you never lose that. And if you see that those other clients are responding, the type of clients that you want to attract are responding to something else, then it is your sole responsibility to switch your company to accommodate them because you always have to keep in mind that it's first the client second the client third the client and then everything else so i think that's why most people that are successful you know make it because they focus on the client it's like amazon they they figured out how to make your life so much easier and now me included, of course. <laughs> I we saw you are. had 45 things listed on your Amazon just sitting there. Just sitting there, <laughs> you know, making me want to, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I think it could be the other way around, too. Uh, it could be where you think you want to target a group of people, and maybe that's not the people you're supposed to serve. Yeah. yeah. And that's not the purpose. So Absolutely. being open to that, too, because mm -hmm. some companies can actually fail for wanting to focus on a specific on audience, target, yeah. on a specific audience, and they miss the opportunity of helping mm -hmm. or offering their services to people who actually use their services. And I think now, which is one of the questions we wanted to ask you today, because you have focus focused a lot on social media marketing, and it's literally everything now. Like I don't think any business, even the businesses that we thought in the future would never need social media. They're in social media now. They're using Instagram. They're using Facebook because it's 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 what it is. If we need to adapt to it. It's where everyone's at. So I think a lot of us don't know how to make proper marketing through social media. Uh, a lot of companies are missing on that. So I wanted to hear more about like what is your experience with that? What do you recommend or some tips or maybe platforms to make it easier? It's funny that you say that because, you know, um, here in Miami, we have something very popular that's called La Vaquita. Everybody knows what it is. It's, I don't. It's called... I'm sorry. It's like drive through for <laughs> yeah, like empanadas like and anybody, coffee. Yeah, anybody that lives here, like for a long time knows, and it's called farm stores, and I'm sure you've seen a hundred of them. I was, my mind was blown the other day. They have an I, Instagram? They have, not only do they have an Instagram. They have um like a little service. I don't I don't know if it's the website where you could just like order literally like one empanada, one croqueta, and you can go and pick it up. I was like, oh my god, everything now, just like you said, is social media because it's like a tiny little market with like usually two old people working there. Like I'm like, what they're getting like digital orders and everything. Yeah. I mean to be honest, before I pass it on to Cindy, like She's been here in town and I've been with her and I was like, I didn't think about it this way. I was like, why does El Supermercado Nacional, Nacional in Dominican Republic, which is the supermarket that everyone knows, why in the world do they need to spend a ton of money on marketing? Oh, I didn't think that, of course, they still do because they, what Cindy explained to me was like, no, now they have an app that um, it's offering delivery services, offering this, and they still need to market that because people don't know that. Yeah. And yeah. and everyone is doing things every day. 
and you want to be the first person. And how do you know, how are you the first person? It's not as, maybe it's not necessarily that you're the first person building it, but you're the first person that people hear about. Yeah. So that's why marketing is so important. So I'm like the other day, Winn-Dixie, Publix, whatever. I'm like, you know, everyone's knows the supermarkets yeah. they go but they still need to do their marketing yeah. they still need to get Amazon their names fresh in there. yes like we were in the middle of a pandemic nobody wanted to get out of the house yeah yes. there you go you know um in dominica i mean here is very famous that you have like pickup services and delivery services yeah we're very we, lazy here <laughs> <laughs> we do have delivery services but most from the bodega or colmado as you call it as we call it um but it became, I mean, it was a service that they was gonna, they were gonna uh, launch before the pandemic, so they had to rush it um, after wow. the the pandemic, and it's very special what you said because it's like, you know, this is like a big supermarket in the Dominican Republic, and it still needs to um, reach people and like make them know whatever they their, their services or the new services are because. As I said before, and like in our experience, you you can never settle down. You need to keep growing, and mm-hmm. that's what a brand also needs to do. They need to keep Evolve. in touch, yeah. and they need to and keep, um, you know, like in advance with everything. And now, as you said, Mariela, we are in a digital era. Yeah. I mean, everything is digital marketing now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do have brands that they didn't invest in digital marketing before, and after the pandemic, they had to because... There was no other way you to could actually people. sell. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's the only way they can see well, them. Unless you still have a, you know, a phone in your house, which nobody does anymore. We I... used to, we have vintage phones to take photos with. <laughs> that's it. But unless you have a phone like before that people used to call a you. A landline or to, something. Oh my God, to tell you, oh, this is the type of services. Or you buy the newspaper, you get the newspaper. Yeah. like or the yellow pages, that. remember? Nobody has that anymore <laughs> at all. So yeah. you have to invest and it's something that, it's definitely ongoing. And it's also how quick you have to do it because yeah. everything changes. In when seconds. this happened, it was no one had time. You're like, either you do this or you lose money in your exactly. business. Your business goes down. Yeah. So it's how quick they had to adapt. Like they had to do it. And now everyone's on social media. Like people thought before that lawyers didn't need to be on social media. They are on social media now. Like mm-hmm. they have their, they have to brand themselves too. So... I don't know what what are your tips or platforms or things that you can um, tell us that could be helpful for those that are starting out and trying to organize their marketing that is not too expensive for those who are just starting their business. Mention that book again that you said earlier. Can you give us the title again? Yeah, it's called Sprint, How to Solve Big Problems and Test New Ideas in Just Five Days. And it's from Jake Knapp. Okay, that's a good resource. We'll <laughs> yeah. post a picture on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, and all that so we can have that available for everyone to look at. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I totally love it. And it's very, very easy to read. So, um, it's tactical. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, so about what you actually mentioned before, like, um, I love the process of creating something, you know, creating a project or a campaign or a product. Um the first thing that someone that is going to start a business or a digital campaign or whatever the product is, is to know that advertising is actually an investment. You know, it's not like you're throwing your money away. I mean, you need to know what your goals are and where do you put your money on, but it is not just spending money. I mean, a lot of 
old um, people think that because it comes from an old era, you know, but right now it is not. I mean, Facebook monetizes everything like for since eight years ago, Twitter has done the same. Um, Instagram is now also doing the same. We had Spotify, like this is something new. Pandora never did anything like this and it was the first one, you know. Um, there are a lot of things you can actually do, but don't be afraid to invest. You might not have this big, huge budget, but you can start with something. And yes. don't be afraid as well to ask for advice, for consulting. Um, don't be afraid to go to an agency, you know. Um, people can actually help you, people with experience. And a lot of brands don't actually like to invest. So I do tell people, go risk a little bit. You know, it might be good and it might be bad, but if you didn't invest as much as you could, then you didn't lose everything, you know? Well, you just said something that just sparked something in me because you said feel comfortable like going out there and finding someone that knows. And my thought process right away was, yes, we definitely think that when we spend money on marketing or advertising online, we're maybe wasting money. Yeah. But we also know that, and what everyone needs to know is, like you said, it's investing because the purpose of it is you're doing that to attract people that is going to bring you business. You're going to make that back and you're going to make more. Always being smart about the way we're spending the money exactly. because obviously you're not going to spend a million dollars on marketing when you're only going to get $100,000 in revenue. However, something that you did say is sometimes we might be spending more money trying to do it ourselves because... I might be spending $500 a month in marketing, but my marketing is not reaching absolutely anyone that I wanted to reach. It's not bringing me any revenue versus I am paying $1,000, maybe double what I was paying, but a professional who knows what he's doing is bringing in enough people that I can cover what I spent or at least start growing my clientele. So... It's always good to think about it that way. And I think when we are starting a business where we are entrepreneurs and we don't have that budget, we just think everything is going to work out much better if we do it ourselves until we can spend the money. And the truth is, it's going to take much longer and it's going to end up being more expensive than if we outsource some of the things to those who can actually make it happen a lot quicker. And at the end of the day, that's going to be a return for us on investment. So... Definitely agree with that and definitely agree that people should not be afraid. I think that's one of the greatest tips that we can give everyone, especially now with social media. That That is a great advice because obviously the, the first thought process that goes through your head is when you start a business is that, that you'd rather do it yourself and save yourself that money. Um, I know I used to think like that. And not only that, another thing that pops into my head is that we usually don't put marketing expenses in our budget yeah if you think about it you know because now that i'm thinking um i'm always thinking about myself and the mistakes that i have made and one of the things that did not you know the first thing you think about is the product you know in our case the app the second thing you think about is you know personnel good people that are going to be good employees and provide services to your clients and you start thinking about all these things like legal and stuff. I think that one of the first five or things that you need to put in your budget is, you know, marketing. You know, you should do the legal first. Obviously, you trademark everything that, you know, your idea, then create the product. And in that budget, put the marketing as well. Because 
you know, what happens is that you spend all this money or you invest, not spend, you invest all this money in a product. And no one knows you. And no mm-hmm. one knows you. Yeah. And another thing, you, when you see, because marketing here is very pricey and I'm sure over there as well, then you see almost the same amount of money that goes in marketing being like maybe half of what you spend in your product and you're like, oh my God, I did not expect for me to invest double. So I think it's important from the beginning to put that in your budget. Like, okay, if I have forty, fifty thousand dollars or even twenty thousand dollars, I need to, you know, keep it in mind that at least half of that or at least forty percent of that is going into marketing. I didn't think about it like that. You know, when marketing came around, not only didn't we didn't do a lot of marketing um, prior to prior to, which is something that I advise everybody to do um, to grow your social media stuff, you know, and do the coming soon and all of that to, you know, create excitement first. But we also didn't put that in the budget. So we were too naive. We thought we really yeah. believed that the product will sell itself yes. yeah. and that it will go uh, you know, from mm-hmm. mouth, it was going to be a word of mouth. But yeah. to be honest, mm-hmm. we're not the only people. And at the end of the day, there's so much new things. Co- there's so many new yes. things coming out every day that um, we just have to differentiate ourselves. But people don't know that difference if we're not marketing. So it's just like it goes into that chain of things that happen. If you don't do this, this happens. If you don't do this, this happens. And all of a sudden, you need to get yourself out of there. And it might end up being even more expensive and harder to do mm-hmm. once you've already gotten that far. Yes, so I I agree. And like you said, it could be great, but people just don't know. Because there's so many things that I... um, <laughs> My sister calls me a, a walking jello pages because I'm always recommending. Like <laughs> the other day I told somebody, I don't go to the grocery store ever. I do Amazon Fresh. It's time efficient. They bring it to your house. And not only that, you can put that you're gluten-free, dairy-free... Not only are you more aware of what you put in your body, but everything is more fresh, more organic, and it saves you time. Obviously, when you start thinking like a business person, you start understanding that that little phrase, time is money, is 100% right. So instead of going to the supermarket for one hour, maybe one hour and a half, browsing around and then coming home and then unpacking, you want to cut time for maybe that hour, you can invest it in your business. And that's absolutely necessary. A whole hour, that's a lot of things that you can do if you time yourself wisely. So one of the things that, you know, shocked me is that there's people that didn't know that Amazon had, you know, delivery services. They only thought that it was product. So that's the first thing that I thought about, like, our our app. You know, it could be an amazing product, but if people don't know that it exists... How are people going to, you know, start thinking, oh, you know, maybe there's an app out there for me. There's yes. no such thing. So, you know, it's it's great to have this type of conversations because maybe now they can, you know, think about these things and be like, okay, I'm ready to launch my business. But now I know that I have to save a few thousands for marketing. Yeah. And that's um, actually, you solve it with marketing and, and advertising. And you um, need to invest because we actually invest in ourselves, in everything. So why not advertise it in marketing as well? Um, and just like changing a little bit of the conversation, um, I do love the process of creating something, of creating a campaign or a product that might be an app or website or whatever. Um, and you first need to start with the research. 
You need to know what's going on in the industry, what's going on with the competitors, what's going on um, as trends. And with that, you build like a strategic planning. Um, and with that as well, you then create a creative concept that it's going to help you like build your campaign or build the product itself. And after that, you should create like content that goes for social media, like because it's not always, um, it's not only about, um, we're, we're coming soon. This is the new episode. I mean, you need to have a strategy, like what is actually people expecting? How are they going to react? What do I want them to think? How do I want them to react? You know, there are a lot of things that you can actually do. Um, about building a strategies for, um, for social media and digital marketing as well because you can do a lot of things. You can do email marketing. You can do SEO in case you have a website. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. And as well, you need to know the platforms you're going to be in. Um, it's not only about Instagram and it's not only about Facebook. For example, something that I see, um, there are a lot of countries that most of the apps they actually use is Facebook. But in our country, in Dominican Republic, we only use Instagram. Like Facebook, it's right now for, you know, like elderly people, like more adults and everything. And Instagram is for a very young um, audience. And if you think about it, there are a lot of brands that as well might use TikTok, for example. And a lot of people are using Twitter, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and as not well. only that, um, Pinterest, Facebook groups. Snapchat. I told my intern the other day. I told my intern the other day to join mommy groups and to generally, you know, tell them, okay, if you need somebody or, or, you know, if you need this type of app, if you need her services. And that's something that came up in one of our meetings. I didn't think, you know, I didn't think before when we were creating the product, like, oh, we're going to be in Facebook group, like in mommy groups. Like, I don't, I'm not a mom. I don't think like a mom. So like, you have to think outside of the box, just like you're saying. For for example, my blog, um, a lot of views I get from Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think about that. You know, I'm thinking about the beautiful visuals and the pictures and Instagram and stuff. I'm, I wasn't thinking of Pinterest because I use it to find different um, ideas and create things but not for blogs. So it's it's important to open your mind and say, okay, but, you know, like you said, explore and, and know what type of platforms you're in. Yeah, for example, if you have, like, beauty services, you might as well on Instagram show um, beauty tips or, like, results of hairstyles and everything. But, for example, if you actually have TikTok, you can as well create the process of one of those services. And... I don't know where you might go viral. I mean, if your video is like very creative enough or very trendy as well. And you need to know where to put your ex on. I mean, it's like you need to change. You might as well find a better audience on TikTok or a better audience on Snapchat or, as you said, a better audience on Pinterest because, as I mean, I do that myself. Whenever I want to get inspiration for a hairstyle, for, um, you know, like a... Um, an outfit or anything I go to Pinterest yeah. so for example Ikea might as well I do believe they have and I hope they do they should have a Pinterest because whenever whenever one is actually thinking about changing their houses or everything like rem- I mean you go to Pinterest so you need to know um, where to put your eggs on I mean where or what are the platforms that actually go with your brand it's not only about Facebook and Instagram I mean there are a lot of things that you can do 
And they, that's just because they've done that branding properly. Yeah. Because I haven't seen Pinterest branding themselves as the platform for beauty industry, so the platform for furniture. You don't see that. So where do people go? Where they know they pay for ads, which is Facebook, which is Instagram. So these other platforms haven't promoted themselves that way. And that's again, goes back to the way you promote yourself, the message you're trying to, you know, show to those who are lo looking at your ads. It's what people know. People know what you tell them. So at the end of the day, Facebook and Instagram have done a great job at that because what do you do? You automatically think about them. Mm -hmm. The same thing with Spotify. You think about unlimited music and no ads. What do you think about Spotify and the way in the and first one YouTube as well like you said and YouTube and, YouTube and well, for yeah. videos for this for so it's just the way they branded themselves but this other platforms they might have not branded themselves that way but they work and they might they even work. be better mm -hmm. because that's another thing we know that our app has a lot of value and we know that our that market is not very saturated so we know it's something that people can take advantage of but like you said you know it's about opening our minds and thinking outside of the box like okay Maybe I shouldn't think as only, you know, Instagram or Facebook or only as a stylist or only as a client. I should think about, you know, like the Facebook groups, like as a mom or a working, you know, women or even as a man, you know, hashtags in Instagram as well. That's one. That's another thing that sometimes it takes me a bit to be like, OK, but if I'm looking for something something creative i can go to a hashtag in instagram but i don't think about instagram like that i think about pinterest so it's 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 interesting that you bring these things up because it clicks in my head after i listen to you saying it yeah <laughs> yeah for example believe um amazon i think they actually or they should um do linkedin as well because they might want to show people like how do the employees feel? What do they do for the employees and everything, mm -hmm. even with a pandemic going on, you know? So I do believe that you need to um, pick up which platforms actually work better for you with the strategy and the content and the concept that you're actually working with. Like, believe it or not, for companies like us, we are raising capital and we are also a startup company and it's a tech company. We benefit from LinkedIn too. That's where mm -hmm. we can find investors. They can see the work that we have done. They can see what we're working on. They can see how we add value. And not only that, but um, we're showing like a progress of a company starting from the beginning to end. And you never think about it. You're like, why would an app, beauty app be on LinkedIn? Yes. And it's just, what do investors do nowadays? That's, they look you up, they see yeah. your journey, and they look up the companies and see, have they been the press? Have they been this? Have they been recognized? What have you done? Uh, do you show your employees? Do you talk about your culture? Your you know, mission. all these things. Mm -hmm. Because I was recently listening to investors talk to different companies, and it was so important to them that companies express their value add. And where do they see that if they don't know you? I want to be able to see that on your on your LinkedIn, on your Instagram. Are you posting your employees? Are you giving employees day? Have you? What are you doing to do that? So I think nowadays, before they even meet you, your first impression is not even you. Your first impression is what's out there on your platforms for your business and for yourself. I completely agree. Like, a perfect example, when you think about Instagram, you're thinking about the pretty pictures. We, we, you know, we want to show the hair and what we do and everything. 
for LinkedIn, it's more of the, you know, analytical stuff, like the numbers, you know, where, where, what do we look for? Where have we been? Or the employees, it's more like more in depth of mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. we are as a company. And Instagram is basically like the photos that we show what we can do. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's very interesting. They serve different purposes. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. That's why it might be a good idea for people just to explore every avenue and just like everything in life, wing it, try it out for a month or two months or three months obviously everything takes time it's not like you're gonna become an overnight success obviously that doesn't exist um and try it out and see what goes better with your business and listen to feedback if people are more responsive in certain you know platforms then you know where to put your money exactly and after you have done your research and define what are your goals and you have um created a concept and a you know like creative strategy define what are the platforms that you're going to use for your strategy and create content for that. You also need to think about your media uh, strategy. Where is going to people see your ads? Is going to be Facebook or it's going to be um, Instagram or Google. is it going to be YouTube? Is it going to be Google Ads? Is it going to be um, um, Spotify as well? Because there are a lot of um, platforms and channels where you can put um, your ads on. So it also has to um, be very connected with the a strategy as well but you really need to have also a media strategy it might not be like this huge budget um, but you need you really need to consider it because if for example you have an awareness um, goal you need to reach people you know um, people need to see you and you can perfectly do that um, advertising real and as well you may consider having advocates in your campaign um, people might see influencers are are good or actually bad, but it might depend on your strategy and how do they create your content. Because something that actually happens is that your client wants the influencers to do something very specific, but it might not go with their personality. So you need to build a strategy and you need to choose very well who the audience of oh, those influencers are and they might be like very similar to your audience and also the value of the influencers because if you actually want to be for example about Lela um, a beauty app but it has to be something also as um, I don't know I'm just saying something random about empowerment like um, I don't know businesswoman or something like that your influencers might advocate something like that you know yes and it really needs to be on the strategy but it has to has a purpose as well and you choose them like rightly i mean i mean you choose them very well but it does it doesn't have to be like this celebrity and it doesn't have to be like a very big influencer it might be an a meat influencer it might be um an um small advocate you know um because not everyone i mean sometimes even me i when i see like this celebrity talking about a brand if they do not do it very well i do believe i do not believe it yes because because at the end of the day we, you also know that person is probably getting paid correct. to do that so it's not as genuine mm-hmm. and one other thing is sometimes whether it's a big or small the reason why it's so important that that person aligns with your values and it aligns with what you're trying to sell and you just don't want just anyone to do it just because it's going to bring you people is because you see it happening with celebrities you see celebrities you see it happen with everyone with the smaller companies with anything where that celebrity that advocate makes a huge mistake cheats on their wife and now 
it affects everyone's view of your brand and your brand can easily fall apart because the person you have chosen to represent your brand has made such a huge mistake that doesn't align with your clients or your customers views and now they are saying okay so then that means you're also not okay for something like this you support someone that does something like this so that's why it's also being very careful when we're choosing that person and not just doing it for the purpose of selling but also doing it for the purpose of showing a genuine um, benefit that the person is receiving from the service or product that you're selling especially now that you see a lot of like um, influencers just throwing everything like if I see in one month that you are promoting a you know tanning and then I never see you and then I never see you like tan or I never see that you use it after that and I'm like okay then that's just a that you know you're getting paid to say this then you know that discredits you and then people are not going to believe in your company which I think is the number one thing Another thing too is that guys sometimes don't focus so much on the followers and how many followers that person has. Totally. Because for example, I have a friend and she sells um, beautiful swimsuits. She um, hired this model from Miami and she thought, oh, okay, since she's a model and she has a great body, great, she's going to promote my swimsuits. It, months went by and nothing. Why? Because even though that person was a famous model, and even though she had a great body, her audience were men. Her audience were people in the fashion industry that already made a name for themselves, so they were not going to buy swimsuits from this girl that was just starting her company. So you got to be very careful with that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes don't just, you know, go about the followers. Sometimes you need, not sometimes, all the time pay attention to their community you know sometimes it's better to have 10 recurring clients than having you know 5,000 likes that may not get anything out of us yes. and and I think something you mentioned earlier was um, that I think is really funny sometimes these influencers they post using I don't know like you said a tanning spray from a company and then next week, she's promoting another tanning That's spray from another company. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. so which one do you like? Oh, when you <laughs> don't even use it. Like, yeah. you, you're promoting tanning, and maybe you, you're, you're dark, and you never tan. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I have worked with whiskey brands, and something, like, very, very, very specific is that person needs really to drink whatever I am selling. You know, they really need to like it. They really need to like my brand, because I'm not going to choose an influencer that whenever goes out drinks gin instead of whiskey you know yes. it's crazy but you really need to focus on the person that is actually selling the product instead of the followers it's actually it's exactly as you said you need to really understand the audience and you really need to understand the personality that is behind that account because it really needs to match with your purpose you know and the reputation as well Exactly. You know, I don't have many and followers, I but I have clients that have been with me for a decade. But, I mean, it, for example, you might have 3,000 followers. You might influence more than someone that actually has 100. That's you know? exactly yes. what I mean. Because yes. the 3,000 are actually loyal yes, clients. Yes, exactly. It's not <laughs> the are they for thing. the right purpose? Yes, it's not the same thing to have somebody 10 years than to have all these new people that might not even hire you. You know, yes. sometimes focus on the volume, focus on... If your values and mission aligns and if the community, if that person is trustworthy and it has something concrete 
something that you can see people relating to, something that people follow. That's very important. Quality over quantity. (laughs) 100%, not just numbers. And, well, just to change, um, just to finish the process of what we do actually, like building strategies, is to set up a budget. I mean, you might think that you can do uh, amazing things with a slow budget. I mean, um, I'm going to emphasize that now. Um, and something like it's very at the end of the process of creating a brand or creating a campaign is the budget. I mean, you really need to know what kind of what kind of money do you have, how much money do you have, um, because based on that you're gonna create something. You might have this craziest idea that actually and fit fits perfectly for your brand, but it's if it does if it doesn't fits with the budget. I mean, it's not something real. So you really need to work based on your budget. If you do not have a big budget to start, then start like producing content with your phone, with a camera that you actually have. Um, ask for help. Um, ask for help. Ask for a friend to help you. Um, you do not need like a big production. You do not need. I mean, there you can do a lot of quality things with a slow budget. I mean. Uh, you can actually do um, a lot of things with a low budget. So do not focus on having this um, big budget to start. Start with what you have. The very important things that you start. And something very, very important that is basically um, the end of the process is um, analyzing what you have done. And like do reports, analyze um, your results, monetize um, the money you actually invest and do not do it at the end of the process I mean at the end of the campaign do it in the process every one week every two weeks um, so you know if you need to adjust everything or if you need to make uh, you need to do a slow um, small changes because it's gonna help you see what's working and what is not working and what you need to improve so that's basically the whole process of creating a social media campaign or a marketing strategy. Um, it definitely has a lot of steps, and in all those steps, there are a lot of things that you cannot even imagine. But those are like the very specific things that you actually need to consider before starting. The basis, I think it's awesome that you gave us so much yeah, information. I'm, listen, <laughs> you guys remember those little bubble heads that I used to put in the car? That's how we all look right now. We're like nodding at each you other. Like, the whole yes, way. Yes. My neck is not going to be happy tomorrow. <laughs> I want to throw something in there real quick. And let me try to not, you know, rumble and be real quick. That way, what you said about starting and not having a big budget, I think is very important because it's better for you to start with something small and not to start at all. And that's something that I learned with Lena. Yes. And for example, with my blog, my cousin is my photographer. And you know, yeah. I thought that I had to have because I'm a perfectionist when it comes to that. If it's not perfect, ask her. It took me like a year and something to launch like the blog. Because if it wasn't perfect, I didn't want to launch. I didn't want the colors and everything. I went through color swatches and the type of, like, designs. And I taught her, I'm proud, how to be able (laughs) to... Apparently proud, because she's finally smart. (laughs) (laughs) To adapt and and start something and just go and work through the process. Yes. Because you can't go from 
zero to a hundred real, real quick. quick. We, we can't. We wish. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, because that's the thing about me. Like, I'm a creative and I love things that are not perfect and not too done. But at the same time, when it comes to, like, business and the stuff that I put out there, like, I feel like a responsibility, I think it's to my clients, I don't know, to, like, not put just anything out there. Like, I feel like a little way. Do the best. Yes, like a little way, because I think my clients are the best, so they deserve the best. So it was, it's perfect that you mentioned that, because it's so much better for you to not have the perfect picture and just start and get better in the process than just, like, wasting all that time where maybe you're cutting off that, like, educational period. You know, everything that you do, you need to understand, like, whatever you decide to do in your life, you need to be okay with the fact that you're going to suck and you're going to be uncomfortable a lot of times, especially at the beginning and especially, like, in the middle. And I think that's the hardest thing to become successful for you to go through that without quitting. So I think that why you touch on that is, is very important. I'm glad you guys have got to hear it. And we're, if we're being honest, 100%, we made a huge mistake ourselves. We, we, the pandemic hit, and as a company, we thought, you know, we don't have right now the money to spend on marketing because, you know, it's, it's hard. You know, we don't have a business running as, as per usual. Yet, we realized afterwards that that was the time when we should have put most of our yes. money on marketing because everyone was looking at what was happening online and at some point we realized we don't even have to spend money we can just do live lives on instagram and people will join people will see what's happening so people were responding very well to our lives but we realized we made that mistake and and some companies did the opposite they just invested a lot in marketing and they got people got to know them during the quarantine during this pandemic but I know we can talk for hours, but I wanted to, uh, before we close it, I wanted you to share, because I know you've worked with some really great brands before, to share some of the names of some of the known brands, whether it is known brands here, which I know you've worked with brands that people in the U.S. know, and also brands in Dominican Republic. And I know that you just got in a project with a brand new brand, brand new brand or company um, that I love and I'm actually getting hungry so I wouldn't mind some of it right now so you know which one I'm talking about because you're gonna make me some tomorrow morning um, <laughs> so can you share some of the brands um, yeah uh, well um, when I started as a graphic designer um, I used to do um, designs for which is a foundation in Dominican Republic for people with Down syndrome um, I as well, I as well work with um, Diageo brands. Um, those are Johnny Walker, Buchanan's, Bailey's, Smirnoff, um, Workless, and you know I'm a whiskey girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was I was creating content in Dominican Republic for those brands. But after I got the raise, um, I was the executive manager as well for those brands. Um, and right now, I've been working with um, Supermercados Nacional, which is one of the biggest supermarkets of um, Dominican Republic. And I don't know, there are a few of other brands that i actually been working with, um, just um, supervising the projects or leading the team to do um, digital marketing campaigns and everything. But it's been a really fun journey, and 
the the most exciting things that I, I love what I do and I love making those projects come to life and help people to um to, you know to satisfy their needs so I think she can't mention the one that she just got she just joined because <laughs> I think it's still a secret yeah sort but, of. <laughs> uh, I kind of screwed up there it's still a secret but uh, I still don't but, know so if I don't know they don't know but I'm one, over here like waiting for this to end because I, I want to know but guys I'm so excited to share which one it is so once she gives me the red light I mean the green light I will post it on Instagram. Oh, I will post it on Instagram because seriously, it is it is a great one. It's a great brand, and um, I know that when I move to the United States, I will always look for that brand everywhere, and it's not easy <laughs> to find. So I think I know, but I won't say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we wanted to say thank you. It has been amazing. Like I'm pretty sure that this episode is going to be like two hours long because <laughs> we just couldn't find the time to end it because everything was so necessary everything was so good uh, i don't know if it's that great to you guys but to us it has added a lot of value and it has taught me a lot so we're super grateful to have had you here with us and wearing the heels and we hope that we can have you in the future thank and you thank you it's been a very lovely night um Thank you for inviting me, and I've been very happy to come from the yard just to do this episode <laughs> and be the first one invited. Yes, so, you're very, you. very. Special. You have the first one badge. Yeah, <laughs> you have to print it. <laughs> Seriously, and just put it like you could do one of those type of marketing and put it on Instagram. I'm the first one. I'm a let, uh, wearing the heels first. <laughs> And guys, remember, if you have any questions, if you need any advice or resources, and if you need anything done, anything that has to do with marketing, branding, anything to take your business up a notch, obviously, we are going to do a profile on this beautiful lady over here on our Instagram. We're going to put her information so you can, you know, go back to our Instagram as many times as you need and she can answer your questions or she can consult for you if you need it. And just remember, we're always here for you. We always available to just give you some value and obviously be blunt with you and be real and tell you about our mistakes so you don't have to make them. Yes, and of course, as always, if you have any questions or any topics that you want us to cover, uh, that it's extremely important that we're giving you information that is valuable and information that you need. So please feel free to share that information with us at wearingtheheels at gmail.com. <laughs>